Welcome to the Daily Objective, day 141 of the war in Israel. Uh, I'm joined by Yonatan Daon, who you know uh, from the reality show. Today we are going to debate Israel's Prime Minister Netanyahu. Specifically, we're going to debate whether or not he should remain Prime Minister for now or he should resign today or yesterday. We disagree on this, hence it's a debate. Uh, we come at it from the same philosophical perspective, which I think makes it uh, more interesting than it would otherwise be. So, uh, Jonathan, because you are taking the wrong side of this, I'm going to let you have the first and last words. Thank you, Razi. It's most appreciated. First, I would like to reiterate uh, that I don't speak for my employer, and those are my own views. Uh, should be important because this is a matter of controversy. Um, so, um, the first thing that I should stress is Netanyahu should have resigned on October 7th on October 8th, uh, maximum October 9th. Um, but the, the fact that we are, we are having this debate on the context of we are in this unique uh, situation. Um, so his 16 year uh, reign is indeed being a catastrophic uh, disaster uh, in the sense that it has, that October 7th is the culmination of his um, uh, policy towards dealing with Israel's external threats. So in that aspect, it is indeed his full responsibility, and for that he should take the he should face the consequences. That is, he should be uh, resigned if not face criminal charges. Um, now, as uh, my my argument comes from the perspective that as things are right now, we are heading in the right direction, um, and the opposition uh, to Netanyahu, uh, Gantz, and Lapid are offering a much worse alternative. So this is kind of a utilitarian uh, argument. It's not strictly a uh, philosophical issue. I don't think, uh, I think it's more of a practical implementation of a very, under very specific scenario. Uh, that's why I don't think it's strictly a matter of abstract uh, um, philosophy. Um, now, despite all uh, the internal international pressure and despite all the chaos that ensues inside Israel and outside, Netanyahu seemed to, uh, surprisingly, I think to, to many people, to stay on the course of victory. Uh, we have, uh, the, the Israeli military has invaded the Khan Yunis, has in, uh, conquered Khan Yunis, conquered Gaza, and is now on the road towards Rafah, uh, which is surprising, I think, and, and very, is a very positive thing. Um, on Now, Gantz and Lapid, they offer ceasefire. They want to negotiate they want to make a deal. They want to save the hostages first. And Netanyahu and his cabinet uh, are saying, we want uh, victory. We want Hamas to be annihilated. Um, now, granted, they are doing it not in an ideal way, far from it. Um, too many civilians, um, too many Gazan civilians' uh, lives have been saved for the purpose of, uh, let me say that differently, too many IDF soldiers have been sacrificed for the purpose of saving uh, innocent Palestinian lives, and that's wrong. That's 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 a terrible thing. But again, we are in a Israel is a, is a smaller power, and there are lots of international pressures. We don't have the military cap capabilities to produce our own ammunition, etc., etc. Netanyahu is doing everything as I see it right now towards the right path. Insofar as we're heading towards Rafa, then I say he should stay in power and finish his job get the victory, and then go home. 
the moment we're saying, he's saying, we're making a deal. The moment he's saying, we're stopping, we're not going to Rafa, he should go immediately. Um, so so basically, that's my case. Is And an, an interesting thing is, if he manages to secure victory, it will be, in a sense, salvation for him personally. Um, despite all the terrible things he has done, if he manages to get this one good thing, then it will be kind of salvation for him and he could go and not be a complete disaster, um, disastrous legacy. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's the main, the main thing. All right. So uh, some things we agree on. Uh, first of all, I don't think, um, yeah, the, the fact that Israel is sacrificing way too many soldiers uh, to, to protect the enemy, I agree with you. And I, I agree with you that uh, there is no other potential leader, nobody nobody in politics who's likely enough to uh, become prime minister who would do you know significantly less of that. They would all do that. They would all say, this is why we're the most moral army in the world, because we're sending our soldiers to die to protect the, the enemy or the civilians that the enemy is, is hiding behind. So uh, yeah, nobody would do a, a better, uh, you know, necessarily more more of what we would like to see, which is uh, attacking, killing the enemy, uh, while protecting civilians and soldiers on our side, and without much regard for civilians on the on the other side, which is what I think we'd both like to see, and we're not going to. Uh, but hearing uh, you said we're heading in the right direction, and that that to me, when I hear that, I think of this as you know the Israeli people's kind of Stockholm syndrome of uh, bad policy. You, we're so used to bad bad policy by Israel that the fact that now Israel is doing what it's doing in Gaza, which is a lot more than it has ever done before, uh, seems like it's 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 good. And again, it's better. It's it's definitely better than than nothing. But um, you know, it's it's Israel is doing much more because October seventh happened and happened the way that it happened. No leader could have done significantly less than Netanyahu was doing. Nobody. They would, uh, you know, the, the protests we see here and there is nothing compared to what they would they would have faced. So this is, um, you know, we're not headed in the right direction. The right direction would have been to attack properly on October 7th or 8th. And, and as you said, that, that's when Netanyahu should have gone. Let's also remember that, you know, in, in, in Israeli um when I when I look at Israeli media nowadays, they you know right after October seventh, they were all united about uh, the need for military action. Now they seem to be united about the need to give Hamas whatever they want in exchange for the hostages. Um, Netanyahu is playing along with that. I mean, he's negotiating. The very fact that he's negotiating with the people who did October seventh is um, a breach of what he said on October seventh, which is we are at war and the goal is the destruction of Hamas. Hamas will no longer exist. So. Are we headed in the right direction in the sense of will Hamas no longer exist? Is that still the policy of, of Netanyahu? Uh, the fact that there's um, this this operation in Rafah looks like it might happen, that's not a good thing. It, what would be a good thing is not to even have that conversation. Um, it, what would be a good thing is for this operation to have happened immediately, again, ideally, from the air, but if not from the air, then, then immediately, every second that passes Hamas Regroups just like every second that passed after October seventh, Hamas was preparing uh, for Israel's ground operation, and the soldiers who died are in part a result of that. So, but the main reason Netanyahu should go is because of you know yeah, like you said, he's been a failure all along, and so 
it doesn't actually matter uh, what the, the next person does in the context of Netanyahu. Netanyahu should go because of Netanyahu's leadership, which is the worst in Israel's history, which brought about October 7th. The mastermind of October 7th was released by Netanyahu uh, in, in, a, in, a, in an exchange uh, you know, for a soldier, and, and Netanyahu is now about to do that again. So Netanyahu, again, Netanyahu should go because of who he is and what he has done um, without regard for what, uh, what Israel would do or what his replacement would do. Absolutely, he should go. But he should go the minute this ends. He should go the minute he achieves victory. And if he's not achieving victory, then even the military should go and kick him out. Even the I'm for a military coup in, in such a scenario. And I think it's a likely scenario. I think he, he might be very afraid and, uh, from the military because you see uh, in the soldiers that are on the ground in Gaza, they're refusing to stop. They're refusing to. There have been some attempts to make them, uh, you know, retreat and they refused. And they, they uh, so I think uh, in that sense, he's kind of um, he, he's kind of a hostage by the military, by the by the soldiers themselves they want to push the israeli people we they want to push to, towards victory so i think he he, he cannot uh, really stop and and also this is a matter of if he's if he's stopping israel has no future and i think he understands that israel is done if if we stop at rafa israel is that's it like there, there's no 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 chances of safety for anyone in the south let alone the north so I think he has to achieve victory. I mean, so far he's on the road to achieving it. Let him achieve it. I don't think um, it will fly with any alternative because, he, you know, you have the, the Americans, you have the Europeans. Um, they won't give you ammunition. Israel is dependent on ammunition from the, the Americans. Um, we depend economically on the Europeans. If we anger them too much, then it won't really help us towards uh, Rafa. And he has actually stated that Israel needs to be uh, more uh, um, independent in terms of uh, ammunition, which, is, as we've seen, is a major, major problem. Um, so, so I think he needs to finish the job. And also, there's a, a, a system uh, kind of when you you're in the midst of war. Uh, how many days did you say? Hundred and forty? How many days is that? So, to change the leadership randomly at hundred forty days and to to cause that. Um, you know, there needs to be transition. We, we, we don't have time for that. We're in a life of death scenario and we just have to march forward so far as we are actually marching forward. Um, so so I don't think we really have a choice at this at this stage. And as much as I'd love it to, for it to be somebody else, I don't see him. Do you see anyone from the Likud party? Do, do you want to, uh, to have an election right now? Well, imagine what the campaigns will look like right now in the midst of a war, having a, an election. How, how do you even see the, this uh, process of transitioning to a different figure? I agree you should resign and, you know, in, in the, when the war started and let somebody else from the Likud party take over. But even that, I'm not sure if it will be better. So, so it's a sad, we're in a very sorrow state uh, you, everywhere in the world, even in London. Uh, so, um, you know, the, it is what it is. I'm not advocating for him, uh, like I'm passionate about him. I don't think he's good, but it's, it is what it is. So uh, just quickly on how the transition would work. I don't know. I would think it would be have, have to be somebody from the Likud. No, I would not support an election right now because it's, it's, it's a time of war. Uh, so it would have to be somebody from his party, which has the majority uh, or has the, the, the most number of seats. And um, and yeah, how how smooth the transition is. 
that would be the last piece of his legacy. If it's smooth enough, uh, then at least the last thing he did uh, would have been good. Now, the thing about uh, we're dependent on others, I agree with that to some extent. But here's the thing. Netanyahu knew that. And I, I encourage people to go back to my tweet from October 8th or 9th, when I, or 8th, I think it was, when I said that Netanyahu knows that Israel is not going to have the support of anybody for very long and should act in a very, very decisive way immediately. Uh, you know, some uh, it was somebody, uh, uh, you know, got uh, um, a um, commentator on, in Israeli media, uh, got in trouble for saying uh, Israel should have killed 100,000 Palestinians on, on October 7th. I mean, I think he should have gotten in trouble for that because it's, the number is too low. But yeah, uh, Netanyahu should have acted on October 7th. That was the day to act. And if not then, then October 8th. And if you really, really, you know, uh, for whatever reason are hesitating, by October 9th, there's there's no more excuse. The only excuse that Netanyahu has is because he knew he could go to the Israeli people and say, look, yeah, I'm with you. We should destroy them. But, uh, you know, Biden won't let me. Remember, Biden immediately said that he is sending an he immediately sent an aircraft carrier, which was, uh, according to reports, the reason uh, Hezbollah didn't attack from the north, which which, of course, would have been a, a war uh, that Israel would uh, would probably have lost uh, if if the if uh, the attack had come from those two fronts. So again, Netanyahu Netanyahu is the reason uh, the the attack happened. He's the reason the response uh, was insufficient. And now we're saying he's the reason. Uh, you know he, what he's doing is because of the Americans. Yeah, all all of that is true, and all of that is his fault. Um, now, in terms of who replaces him, I I brought up this story on the channel in the past of how when I lived in Israel. Uh, you know, I think I spoke about this yesterday. I lived in Israel in, in uh, you know, 2002, where uh, in March, terrorist attacks were happening daily. And a part of the military response of Israel was to surround the Mukata'a, where um, Yasser Arafat uh, lived, surround it with tanks and not do anything. And I used to argue with people and say, why are we not killing him? And they would say, somebody worse would come along. And it doesn't matter. Uh, Arafat deserved to die. Uh, Netanyahu deserves to not be prime minister. Let's, uh, let's let's not take it further than that. Um, and and yeah, what happens next? We we will judge the next leader, and if they're bad, they should also go. Um, yeah, I would I would I I don't agree with you. I I don't think uh, it, it's it's not a just a matter. He needs to go right now. We, we, we it's a much it's a very complicated situation, Razi. We are in a very very weird. Uh, and paradoxical situation where I I I am now right now having a debate with you claiming that Netanyahu is the better is the good option like it's weird right where where, where are we what what kind of world do we live in uh, but 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 that's just the way it is just but um, and and I think like you you do need to give him credit where it's due he he has withstand all that pressure he has withstand all the you know what's going on here right now? It's Saturday in Israel. There's there are protests of the hostages families. Um, there are lots of people from the the radical left. They, they want to stop the war. They're saying we're killing too many Palestinian Gazans. Uh, I hear that from Israelis. Um, there's so much so much stuff, and yet we seem to be still in Hanunis. So I don't. Again, uh, he's he's the leader right now. Um, that's that's just the way it is. So, and I also wanted to to it, it shouldn't get that much credit 
um, as I'm saying, most of the case should go to the military, should go to, and it should go to the uh, defense minister Gantz, uh, not Gantz, sorry, Gallant, um, who has also been uh, surprisingly good and um, um, very serious about this. He was very, he's very determined and he, he's just talking very aggressively. I like the way he talks. Um, so, so I think you should also give them credit. Um, and so far, the direction seems fine. Seems fine. We're on the way to the Rafa. Yeah, I'd like Rafa to be flattened already, but it's not going to happen with anyone. Um, right, Razi? So, so what, what can we do? What can we do? So, I mean, look, the left wing protests. Okay, there, there are people protesting, but look, it's not it's not a significant part of the population. Most of the population supports military action still. By the way, Gallant, uh, I know uh, your own Brooke would disagree with me, but I think of of the choices you have now, I would probably go for Gallant, uh, you know, until just to finish the war and then have an election. Um, you know, he did he did want to attack uh, Hezbollah preemptively on October 7th and Netanyahu stopped him. Uh, I think he's generally not as bad. He is a general, which I, I agree with uh, with your own on that. That's that's uh, not the kind of person you want. He's he's a part. He's a part of what created the problem. Uh, but right now, him or Bibi, uh, that's I think that's an easy choice. Uh, I want to get to some of the um, chat comments. So we have a super chat from Bonnie. Thank you. And Bonnie also has a comment as as a member. She's been a member for 21 months. She says she asks, did Netanyahu give a reason for not attacking by air? I mean, generally, his reason is, uh, you know, we are we he, he prides Israel generally prides itself on avoiding civilian casualties, even at the cost of its own soldiers. And so, yes, that's, that's, that is the, the reason for that. Um, few other comments that I want to quickly get to, um, Douglas, uh, says Hamas would never have dared. I don't even know if I want to read this because this opens up a whole can of worms, uh, and it's not a super chat, but Hamas would, uh, but Douglas has super chatted and he's a member. Hamas would never have dared attack Israel, uh, on October 7th if Trump was still president absolute bullshit hamas attacked all the time when trump was president trump was the the most uh friendly president u.s president to dictators um in in you know in u.s history there's never been somebody who loved dictators so much and, and it's because of his power lust and his desire to be like them i mean he'd love to to be to the u.s what kim jong-un uh who he uh who he admires is to North Korea. So no, uh, it, it, look, Trump, part of what uh, what Trump is, is he's so unstable and so emotionally driven that it could be that somebody would say something about him and then he would support Israel. But it could also be that, you know, Netanyahu uh, calls the winner of the election after, uh, after the election happens, as leaders do. And uh, Trump is upset about that. And remember, right after October 7th, his first thing to do that, that he did was criticize Israel. So no, I would not trust Trump. And of course, if you are watching from the U.S. and voting, you should you should be voting on foreign policy, and you shouldn't be voting for uh, absolutely should be voting for Nikki Haley. Um, just just a comment on that. If you think that uh, Yihya Sinwar cares about who the president of the United States is, you are completely delusional. Yeah, and by the way, Biden's policy on Israel is terrible and getting worse almost by the minute. But it was better in, in the days after October 7th. And this is why I go back to what Israel should have done on October 7th. It was better in the days after than anything I ever remember from any U.S. president. Sending sending an aircraft carrier is a massive 
a massive deal, and uh, and Netanyahu threw that opportunity away. So no, it is uh, well, the ammunition that that we, thanks to it we're still fighting, right? Yeah. So I completely understand the opposition to Biden. I have zero understanding for why anybody would support Trump, and and uh, and and I do think he's worse than Biden. Um, Esther says Ben Gvir should replace him. Look, uh, at, at, you know Ben Gvir uh, probably militarily would do much better than Netanyahu. But do we want uh, a theocracy in Israel? Do we want Israel to be like a Jewish Iran? Not really. I'd want Ben Gvir's uh, uh, probably military policy, but if we can have it uh, with somebody who uh, is secular uh, or, or secular-ish, that would be good. Um, Robert, thank you for the super chat. Robert says, you're on an airplane uh, and you determine the only pilot is unprofessional and untrustworthy. You're still going to wait to, to throw him out until you land. Well, this is why airplanes always have, you know, a, a co-pilot, at least one co-pilot. And and no, uh, this is. Uh... But Israel is a small plane, Raz. Israel is like uh, a Cessna. We, we it's not a it's not a it's... well that well Cessnas crash all the time. That's why Israel should stop thinking like a Cessna and and start thinking like an A three eighty and have have a couple of co-pilots but no i mean look planes uh planes land you know even without pilots on occasion somebody can take over and uh, get get uh, air traffic controls help uh but absolutely no the, the, again we're every day that netanyahu stays in office you're rewarding his his failures um so i i think is that enjoyable as i his position Raj, i don't think it's the most enjoyable work that he's doing right now i think it's Imagine waking up uh, and dealing with a war. I don't think it's really rewarding. Uh, I think it's it kind of sucks. I think to have all that responsibility on your head, but uh, I, I don't think it's. I, big... I'm I'm with you. I would not want to be prime minister of Israel either. But Netanyahu does want to be prime minister. I mean, he's uh, you know that's why he's been uh, trying trying to be prime minister and being prime minister for, for uh, you know he's been in one or the other of the positions for over thirty years. So. Uh, yeah, and and you see this, you know. I saw some some of the recent argument in one of the uh, government among the government ministers in in Israel, and I, I think this is really, you know, this is not quality humans typically who go into politics. Right. Not quality people. So yeah, when you say who's better, well, somebody is 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 hopefully less bad, um, or or at least hasn't doesn't have the track record of failure that he deserves to pay for uh, that Netanyahu has. And um, Douglas, uh, thank you for the generous super chat. Douglas says, Razi, boy, are you wrong about Trump? But if we agreed 100% of the time on all issues, I wouldn't be necessary. I'm sure Hamas attacked Israel more times under Obama. If I'm wrong, prove it. I don't remember the, the numbers. Hamas attacks. I don't, again, like I, I agree with Yonatan uh, that Hamas, uh, uh, you know, doesn't care who is the U.S. president. And, and again, Democrats and Republicans on on Israel are not that different. Uh, and and now I think we're seeing elements. We talked yesterday on this show about Rashida Tlaib, which is something that's unprecedented in U.S. politics until recent years. But Trump is also something that's unprecedented. And he, you know, his, the result of him is is people like Tucker Carlson or or. Or maybe he's the result of I don't know, but uh, yeah, people. So there, are, there's enough elements on the right who are uh, anti-Israel now as well. Um, 
So Hello. yes, I am glad you're here, uh, Douglas, and I I like the back and forth as I'm glad that Jonathan is here, even though he's uh, as wrong as you are. Don't compare me to a a, a person who supports Trump, but uh, not not to offend the Douglas, but. Uh... Um, no, I, 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 again, they don't care. These are Islamic fundamentalists. They don't, they don't care who's, who's in the U.S. They burn U.S. flags as they burn uh, Israel flags. Do you think they care? They are suicidal. They want to reach, to reach heaven and to go to the, the seventy-two virgins. They don't care who about Trump. It's yeah, like, and, and look, nine eleven happened under a Republican, and and I, even back then, you know. Um, I, I still wonder, would a Democrat, uh, there, there's something that I, I've seen in Israel, you know, in Israeli politics, that when the left, the center left, let's say, is in power, they know that they're considered weak on national security. So they try to do more, kind of like, you know, in the UK, when conservatives are seen as weak on socialist issues where the mainstream is is left, they, uh, you know, they, they they move to the left. The conservative government in the UK, as I've said on this show, has, uh, has um, on, on every economic policy, gone to the left of labor who was in power before. They, they're the ones who introduced things like... Uh, uh, you know, changing your gender in your retroactively in your um, birth certificate. They, they've so yeah. Look, there there are issues. It's 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 so easy to side with the right when you're spending much time looking at the left. Just like it's easy to side with the left when you're spending much time looking at the right. They're both they're both very bad. Uh, I'm sorry to be so pessimistic, but yeah, if you look at the there there is no good. Yeah, across the political spectrum, I think uh, uh, the journey towards anything, any good in in politics, starts with with philosophy, and it's a very long journey. Very very long journey. You have to, uh, as I've said in the reality show, you have to to go deep into philosophy. It's not a matter of personalities; it's a matter of ideas. Who holds the right ideas, and nobody holds the right ideas. Who is for individual rights? That's what you should be looking at, and nobody is. Um, Douglas says, wrong again, Razi. CPAC is fully behind Israel, while DNC is very shaky on Israel. Um, so, uh, look, it's it's, it's ultimately, uh, I don't want to defend the Democrats because I don't like them. But uh, the, the political machine in the Democratic Party is such that you'll hear these voices, but uh, they don't uh, they don't influence policy that much. The policy of, of the Democrats, again, is I don't think it's very different from what it was under certainly George W. Bush. Um, you know, George Bush criticized Israel when it went on the ground operation in, in 2002. First, Israel had America's full support because there were daily terrorist attacks. Then it lost the support because it killed some Palestinians. And um, yeah, that that's that America is consistent across party lines on that. They support Israel, but but nominally. Um, uh MB, thank you for the super chat. MB says, if you know Israeli politics, Moshe Feiglin should be the leader if Israel, and then there's, I don't see the rest of that sentence, but yes, I would, uh, um, no. Jonathan has more more Feiglin experience than I do. I mean, I, I agree with what Feiglin says on the conflict. Let's put it that way, um, but Jonathan. Absolutely, he's great on the conflict, absolutely, but his reasons are completely uh crazy he, he wants to build the temple um that that's his dream that's his life that's what he fantasizes about that we will have um he, he's uh, fantasizing about uh building uh you know the 
uh, it, it's just so crazy when the, the what he actually believes he's not the he's not just saying it he, he genuinely wants to build a temple on jerusalem um so so you don't want a leader like that you don't want somebody with the fundamental religious religious views you want somebody who was grounded in reality um and yeah he's good on 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 gaza but I, you don't want that kind of person he's unpredictable yeah, and this is another problem in Israeli politics. If you talk about who is uh, who, who would be good in terms of their military response, it is usually messianic Jews uh, who you do not want in, in power. So it, give me the choice between Ben Gvir and, and Feiglin. Uh, I, I will choose Feiglin. Yeah. Um, wait, so right now, Jonathan, you have to choose between Netanyahu and Feiglin. Are you choosing Netanyahu? I'm choosing Feiglin right now. Yeah. Me too. Uh, I think Iran Brook would disagree with that as well. I hope he's not watching, but uh, I don't yeah. think he's watching. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, it's it, 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 Gail. Thank you for the super chat. Gail says exactly. Both parties are very bad. Yeah, in America, you have uh, your that's your advantage. You have two bad parties in Israel. You have a whole spectrum of I don't know how many dozens of them, uh, from you know small parties that will never get elected but are still bad to large parties that do get elected and, and you see how bad they are in practice. So um, can we end this on an optimistic note, Jonathan? Um, I mean, you can be optimistic because your guy is in power. Yeah, so far, we were heading towards Rafa. If we conquer Rafa, we basically finished the job. What's left? The, they'll be hiding and scattered around. But if we control all the... The major cities it's a victory that's how you win a war you capture the cities so i think and i think we have to grab towards something positive otherwise we will go go mad so hopefully uh somebody in the chat says disagree bennett would be good i i don't know if you're disagreeing with something we said or something in the chat because i didn't get to see all the all the comments thoughts on bennett i think he'll be good too i think he'll be good. yeah he'll be better than it now yeah Oh yeah, yeah. Better than Netanyahu. Better than Netanyahu is such a low bar, but uh, but it is the bar. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go to the bar. Uh, and uh, tomorrow, Jonathan, we will be back. Uh, not you, but uh, maybe me and somebody. People will be back on this uh, channel with the daily objective. Um, and and on Monday we will also be back with the daily objective, and we will be talking about. We will be talking for the whole episode as opposed to the occasional mention. The whole episode will be about Owen Jones and um, why, when you hear us mention him, especially people who are not in the UK and don't know who that is, you should watch this. You should know, like, there's there's a reason why I think he's, he's a symbol that we should uh, talk about. He's a symbol of the evil that we see in, in Western support for... Um, um, uh, Western support for the Palestinian cause, which is the extermination of the Jews, regardless of what uh, they will tell you. Um, uh, so MB says, Bennett, oh, you clearly don't know him. Uh, if you want to elaborate on that in, in a few seconds, uh, then we will uh, we, we will reply and, and explain why. Look again when when you say Bennett would be better than Netanyahu, it's not it's not you say this is the ideal uh, prime minister. It's um, it's it's basically of of the choices that seem like they might be possible. By the way, Feiglin is not possible. 
he's he's not in parliament. He we might be surprised. We won't be surprised. We thought Bentir is not possible, and now he has 11, 11 seats. So I, well, he's not possible in the immediate future because he's not in the in the Knesset, and you have to be a member of Knesset. So he, he's not possible before uh, at least the next election. Um, so. Oh, yeah. MB says he partnered with the Arab parties. Um, he betrayed his people. I mean, yeah, the, the fact that Bennett, this is a very weird coalition that Bennett led. The fact that somebody with six or seven seats in parliament in a, in a 120 seat parliament uh, is, is leading was weird on its own. Uh, the fact that this right wing person uh, had a, a anti-Zionist party, anti-Israel party in his coalition. is also weird. Um it was quite inventive, I think. It was quite original. It was quite creative, uh, uh, I think. So, so given points for creativity, and um, and the way he expressed himself uh, after October seventh, he was much ra more radical than Netanyahu. Um, what he he offered to do. So that's why I would choose Bennett. Um, Beglin believes in a two-state solution. Is that where I don't know where this is a comment in the chat? Beglin believes in a one-state solution. Yeah, I've I I, I absolutely. Uh, I have copies of his uh, platform. Um, it clearly states that it's yeah one state. So a very good solution, by the way. Very good. Um. Yeah, uh, Feiglin's platform, by the way, when he ran was a was a book, which yeah, uh, three hundred fifty pages. Yeah, that's which uh, good. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, one state, Israel, Douglas says, I, I agree with you on that. That is a positive, optimistic note that we can end on. Uh, yeah. You know, whether or not that remains to be the case, we'll see. But we'll keep uh, we'll keep doing what we can to make sure that is the case. And if you agree and think this content is valuable, uh, do consider sharing it, uh, liking it, commenting helps with the algorithm. And uh, of course, uh, becoming a member and supporting our work. Thank you, Jonathan. We will see you uh, later this week on The Reality Show. Thank you very much. And uh, I will be back, uh, if not tomorrow, then for Monday's episode about Owen Jones. I wouldn't miss that. Thanks, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you soon. Bye.